What, what do you feel like is your sales superpower? I would say it's energy. Energy. Yes. <laughs> Intensity. Mm-hmm. I never stop, okay? I'll go from five o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, okay? And then I'll be eating and I'll go again, okay? So. Welcome to the Closers Network Podcast, where we show you what's possible when you make a decision to join the remote sales revolution. This podcast is for you if you are currently trying to break into a lucrative remote closing opportunity, or if you want the resources to massively increase your monthly commissions. The e-learning space is an estimated $400 billion, and there are more than 250 million creators online and growing every day. We believe those who get into remote sales now will be massively rewarded in the future. If you're ready to explode your remote sales career and land better opportunities, join us for free at theclosersnetwork.com. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, thanks for coming out. Would you mind just sharing with the audience what your name is and where you're coming in from? Yeah, well, uh, my name is Keith Holden. Everybody calls me Golden Holden. Yeah, and they say anything I'm holding is golden. Yeah, so I've probably got about 20, 21 years of fitness experience. Um, you know, I've been in sales for a very long time. You know, I love changing lives. I've been in sales for probably about a good 15, 16 years um, on the gym for about six years. Um, you know, after COVID, you know, obviously <laughs> a lot happened. So uh, I went into high ticket sales and, you know, we're gonna talk about how I changed my life. I mean, that's why we're here today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, appreciate you coming down, Keith. So what do you feel like from all the experience you've had in different sales and running gyms? Like, how do you feel like some of that translated into the high ticket space for you? Well, you know, um, I was always into fitness. So, you know, once you start to learn people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm used to talking to people about fitness and nutrition and health and motivation and inspiration, you know, getting them to say the right words, you yeah. know, yeah. not hopefully, maybe I'm trying, I'm doing my best someday, you know, I will, I must, mm. I am, I'm gonna, right, mm. you know, so I was used to it already. So it was more of just a transition to talk on camera, you know what I mean? to talk on Zoom and Google Meets. And it was really easy for me because I was already doing a lot of fitness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I stayed in the fitness space when I went to hot ticket sales. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Do you feel like there were any challenges that maybe you faced during that transition or was it pretty just smooth like you said? Was there anything that maybe you feel like you struggled with at all? Uh, Other than you said said Zoom, camera. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. You know, understanding the systems, Mm -hmm. how things work, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the process of what, you know, that process would be like um, when I try to present it on camera. You know what I mean? Trying to put it together as a structure to understand. um, It takes... Practice. Finding flow. Yeah, finding flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then learning the system, uh, but also learning the, the 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 thing that we're selling, right? Right. So, but after I got it, I mean it was good. That's you know, it. so like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What do you feel like you love most about sales? Well, I mean, for me, I've I've shared a lot of happy tears with people. Mm. So, I mean, sales, you're changing someone's life, you know. Uh, nothing happens until a decision is made. Right. Right. You know, uh, Rich, you know, he talks about that, you know. So what I love about sales most is changing lives and really getting people to do things that mm-hmm. if it wasn't for me, 
they would keep procrastinating, you know, 100%. and then in the end, seeing, you know, that I helped push them over the edge, you know, mm-hmm. and it changed their life. So I like the happy tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's what I like about it most. Yeah. Where do you feel like you get this energy from, this mindset from? How did how did Keith become Keith? Well, um, how did I become me? Hmm. Um, that's a long story. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, try to sum it up. Um, for a long time, I suppressed me, you know, because um, everybody was like, you know, um, you're doing too much. You know, you can't be happy all the time. You know, um, other people just like, you know, and when I realized early in my career, it was mainly people who either wanted my job, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm doing too much, right? Yeah. You know, or it was, you know, circumstances where, you know, these people are uncomfortable with themselves, mm. you know, and it was hard for them to deal with somebody who's always high energy, positive, you know, and since that kind of puts, you know, a damper on who they are, you know, it was hard to be around. Uh, those people, you know, and then they would say those things. So for me, you know, at some point I started thinking, if I can't be happy around everyone and you keep saying this, maybe I need to get away from you. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? But how I became myself, um, I'll probably say the biggest landmark moment was um, back when I was playing football and I came from one college to the next. You know, I don't want to talk about football too much. But what happened is I used to always motivate myself and I was I was in cold, cold weather and it was like freezing outside, right? Mm. And I used to always say, it's a beautiful day. And I would say, it's a beautiful day. And I first got on the team and then, you know, I would say that all the time. Now, players was like, calm down. You're doing too much. It's not the beautiful day. It's freaking ice on the ground. Mm. You know what I mean? And then the coaches stood me uh, uh, at the end of practice. They stood me in front of everybody. They said, say it again. I said, it's a beautiful day. And they said, say it again. It's a beautiful day. And the whole team had to say it. And so from then on, I just been myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, people like me being myself. And, you know, I grew into this person. That's kind of like where it first started. But now, anytime I have trouble, I always go back to um, self-development. Like, you know, if there's something where I feel like, okay, it's off, you know what I mean? Or maybe if I miss a a sale or multiple sales or I have a bad day, I always go back to two things. I go back to when I was killing it, like Mm -hmm. go back and revisit the energy Mm -hmm. that I had that day. Right. Also, I go back to trying to do more self-development, you know, spiritually, you know, mentally, physically. I work. I do things that make me feel good and I jump back in the call and Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. So it's an ongoing process, you know, to answer the question. It started back then not being ashamed of being myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, it's ongoing process, continuing to build. And anytime something doesn't go right, go back to self-development. Got it. So, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you had an upbringing that way as well? Or was that kind of like the pivoted moment in your life? Do you, did your parents at all um, have any impact on that, you being that person and having that type of energy and, and mindset? You know, um, really the biggest thing for me, um, you know, my mindset came from me just going against the grain. You know, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of things in my life that were not, um, the best, you know, um, but I went against the grain. I went against the grain. What I mean by that is like, you know, I wasn't scared, like I said, to be myself. So I didn't have I didn't have that as much. You know okay. what I mean? So um, I had to go against the grain. I didn't have the support support in a way you found it yeah like nobody was in fitness nobody knew about exercise i come from a circumstances where nobody cared about nutrition it was just they were just living just existing you know not really you know 
not really living life to the fullest, you know? So mm. I had to create it. I had to you know, had to find it myself. There's a lot of value in what Keith just shared because a lot of people think, hey, you're born with this stuff or it's your environment growing up. And, you know, he just shared like that. That doesn't have to be the case. So I think there's a lot of power and value in what he just shared. Um, sales. It gets a bad rep. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, because a bad salesman. <laughs> okay, right. You know, you know, uh, there's good and bad in everything, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I think um, you know, sales is what actually you know keeps the world going. I mean, you you gotta have sales. I mean, you know, some people they need information. Some people need uh, a personal touch. Some people need uh, someone to show that they care. Some people need you know, and it can be misused. You know, these tactics in sales can be misused in a negative way mm -hmm. but it also can be used in a positive way to change someone's life so i think the reason why it gets a bad rep is because of bad salespeople, people right. who really don't care people who lie people who just put up a bad rap for us people who are good people who care people who actually tell the truth people who actually push them to be better and who look for the happy tears right how do you, you know demonstrate I mean? that on your yeah. calls is it is it in like the beginning of the call where you're building rapport how do you show the person on the other end of the call that you care and that you're pat you know obviously you're passionate they can see that but like is there anything you do in the beginning of your call to put that out there first thing i do is smile so <laughs> yeah. and you see you can feel that energy too mm -hmm. right so Energy, man, energy and smile, smile, smile. Like you actually want to start the call with a smile, energy, positivity. You know, it doesn't matter what happened throughout your day. It doesn't matter what happened earlier. Yes. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter if you just came off a bad call. You have to bring the thunder, which is a big smile and a lot of energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, um, that's that's what I always want to do on all the calls. You know what I mean? Um you know, hopefully you understand what I mean. I mean, that's really the focus. That's 100%. What, it really helps and it sets the tone and it helps the, 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 the flow go. And then when I really build rapport with somebody, it's understanding and it's also listening. Right. You know, you know, don't just just wait to talk. Don't just don't use a script. Like, yeah, you can have some things in your mind that you want to say, but it may not come in the order that you think it's going to come in. Mm. Right. So you may think you're going to say one, two, three, four. But the first thing you need to say after listening to them is number four, right. not number one. You know, right. so it's more of organically listening and adapting to the person. And that takes time. You know, mm -hmm. I always tell people um, there are certain patterns that others have that can relate to others, you know, that you're selling. Like typically your prospects, your avatars are similar. You know what I mean? So you can pick up certain cues and patterns. That's why I like video, right? Mm -hmm. You can watch body language and all of mm -hmm. that. So to build rapport, it's about really connecting with the person, right? Understanding what they're saying, listening to that person and making sure you give, you know, feedback tonality matters too. Yes. Like, you know, when we're talking about health or when we're talking about some things, you tone it down. Mm -hmm. And then when you're trying to get them excited, yeah, you're doing great, girl. You got yeah. this, right? Versus, hey, you know what? I care about you. Your husband said he cares about you. Your kids care about you. You know, why do you make money, right? You make money to increase the quality of life that you want to have for yourself and the people you love. That's right. That's the only reason why you make money. You know, when they start saying, oh, I, you know, I have this much to talk about money objection because that's sometimes going to come up. We know that. Right. Um, so why do you make money, Miss Jones? You make money to increase the quality of life for yourself and for the people you love. And sometimes what they'll do is they'll focus on the people they love so much they forget about themselves. Oh, 
You see, you know, and now what you gonna say, okay? Mm. <laughs> you know, give me your, your, your ID, we're gonna get started. I need your credit card as well. Let's change your life, okay? Let's, right. Let's get started. That's amazing. Hey, I wanna take a quick break and introduce you to the Closers Network. If you're not inside the Closers Network yet, you should join us. It's completely free. And five days a week, we're gonna go live with hands-on sales coaching. So you can join our coaches live, get feedback to your most pressing questions, increase your monthly commissions, and also land better remote closing opportunities. We have everything you need inside the Closures Network to skyrocket your income. And it's completely free. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to join the 4,500 plus students that are inside right now, smashing deals, come mastermind with us. And all you gotta do is just click the link down below. It's in the description for you and we can't wait to see inside you mentioned earlier hey no matter even if you've had a few bad calls back to back or not necessarily bad but just calls that you didn't close which maybe can affect you mentally throughout the day for someone out there who's maybe taken five or six calls today and has got one left on their calendar what do you think that individual could do to maybe get pumped up and, and to get in that mindset of man I'm showing up with the energy I don't care what happened on the first five six seven calls this is the one I'm gonna show up how can someone bring that energy do you think to that call as if they didn't have the experiences prior to that yeah i mean i think there's multiple answers for that okay some people need to take a cold shower Oof, you know you what go. I mean? get in the shower refresh yourself sometimes it's just a cold splash on your face mm -hmm. okay uh sometimes it's a, a song that you like just dance you know what right. i mean just clap your hands you know shake your body mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's actually to get the energy up before you get on the call yes you know what i mean right yep. you know maybe it's something that you need to do go outside and get it out ah scream or something mm -hmm. you know what i mean right you to get the energy up you need to give yourself some energy before you go into the call right energize yourself before you go to the call you know don't just kind of get in your feelings and get in your mind start defeating yourself mentally do something that made you happy that gave you energy listen to a song some something you know what I mean, right? And like I said, you can splash some water on your face, you know, maybe go have some coffee or just, you You don't wanna just sit there and let your mind start to defeat you. You wanna distract your mind with something that made you feel good. Change your state, change your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's different for everyone, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So figure out, you know, when you felt your best in life and times to start to think about those. Maybe it's actually looking at something that you love, like a family member or somebody you're doing it for, right? Mm. Remind yourself of why you're here. What is your why? You know what I mean? Like even having the top five things of what's most important to you, something, figure out what that is. You know what I mean? And really, that really helps, you know? And I would say, Probably the easiest thing to do, splash, splash some water, listen to some music, yell, actually get your energy up before you get on the call. It's like your last call, you, you was down on that on that call that you had earlier that you didn't sell, and it's your last call today, that's what you're trying to say, right? right? You know, yeah. That's amazing, man. There's so much gold in there in what he just said. So that, that I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. Out of all the closes you've done, is there a particular close that maybe stands out? Maybe it was a story someone shared or some way you impacted their life where you would like to share that story with the audience. Is there anyone that comes to mind? And if not, hey, that's totally cool. Actually, um, there's a lot of them. I okay. mean, I've helped a lot of people, but we'll start with what's most recent that I actually posted in the 1CC channel with our team. Okay. Um, a 65-year-old gentleman, uh, he had a wife who's 30 years younger than him 30 years younger. and a five-year-old child. Wow. Yeah, five-year-old child. And she, to she told him that she want more kids. 
Okay. Okay. He's 65. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. So all his life, he's been dealing with this up and down weight. He had a lot of um, ego going on. Like I used to be able to do this. I'm strong and all of that. But reality set in that he can't be doing what he used to do because his body is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he even said a few times, you know, he's been known to be stubborn. And finally, he's getting to this point where he wants help. Okay. So now. We're here. I start talking to him about it. And then we get to the end and the close. And he's like, man, you know, I just want to think about it. Mm. I just want to think about it. Let me just spend my time. Let me just mull it over. Let me just think about it. Now, we already, you know, went through the wife. She already said that she wants him to do it. Okay. He already told me all those times he would procrastinate and he was just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. He already has all these reasons why he needs to live. And he's already failed for 65. Well, I would say because he was about 20 so years old when he started. So about 45 years. Last time he was in really good shape was like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So he's already been failing. Right. And I just and he told me multiple times, I'm not going to sign up today. I'm not going to do it today. Like three or four times. I'm not going to do it today. And I just stayed on him. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is so important. You know, uh, this time right now is more important than any other time. You're not getting any younger. Uh, And also, you remember all those things that you told me. And hey, also, I want to remind you. This right here, if you can learn, it will be what you need for the rest of your life and you can sustain it. The reason why is because we'll create a blueprint for the problems that you have today. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. You got to create a blueprint for what you're capable of now and for the body you have now, for the metabolism that you have now. And then once you have that blueprint and you go back and forth with all your problems eventually you're going to run out of problems. Okay, right. right? And when you run out of problems and you're at your goal, now you can sustain it because that back and forth Mm. with a professional is what you need. Not more research, not looking up stuff online. You need a human, okay? (laughs) Right? You need a human. And on top of that, that human will hold you accountable. So they'll solve your problems and they'll hold you accountable. So isn't that the best thing for you? That's amazing. And he was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Yeah, let's the best words it. you can hear on a call. Yeah, let's do let's it. Do it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, vice versa. So on the opposite end of that, is there anyone, and, and if you don't remember, that's totally fine, but is there anyone maybe you sold a product or service to that you feel like, man, I probably shouldn't have or or that you felt like you know was a mistake? Yeah, actually, you know, um, it was back when I used to work in the fitness industry before I was working at a big box gym. And um, there were some trainers that were not very, how do you say they weren't the best? Okay, and I don't wanna say things bad, but they was not the best. And my job was just to sell, okay? My job was not to train, but I still needed to make money. Right. Even though the location didn't have, it was like two trainers that were not the best. So, you know, that person ended up with the trainer and then they complained to me because I sold them. And, you know, I ended up actually training the person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt bad. That's amazing. See, even in a time where, and I've had similar experiences where, you know, I've, I've made a sale and the person was like, man, Mike, I don't know if I want it to go this route or X, Y, and Z, man, I've literally just went out of my way, invested hours into the person to make sure they had everything that they needed to succeed. And they just were so grateful and appreciative of it. So it's so crazy. Even if you feel like, Hey, maybe this wasn't the best thing to do in that moment. That person at the end of the day, like told you everything that they wanted to do. They shared where they wanted to go and you were helping, you were able to help them make that decision. So I think there's a lot of power in that. And then for me, I love, you know, coaching and and staying in touch with the folks that I work with. Um, I just think there's a lot of value in that. So I I love being part of that journey with them. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. 
What, what do you feel like is your sales superpower? I would say it's energy. Energy. Yes. <laughs> Intensity. Mm, I never stop, okay? I go from five o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, okay? And then I'll be eating and I'll go again, okay? So really uh, my sales superpower is energy, a positivity. You know, um, you know, for me, I really enjoy what I do, so it's easy. Right. To come with that positive. I would rather be doing anything else. I mean, I can work from anywhere else in the world, anywhere in the world. Mm. And, um, you know, I live my dream every day. So my sales superpower, I would say, is energy, energy. positivity. Um, you know, I bring myself. I love that. What would you tell someone that fears rejection? Fears rejection. Mm -hmm. Well, first, if you are getting a lot of rejection, it's because you didn't solve the the ob objections before you got to the close, mm. right? You you want to make sure that you solve those before you get to the close. But still, at the end, sometimes it's going to be some no's, okay? But it's part of the game, right? It's part of the process. Don't let it get you know um, you know into your skin to where it can affect you. Because you remember, like we talked about earlier, you can carry that bad energy. Right. to the next call. You know what I mean? And, you know, you can't fix broken people, okay? And it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they're, just means sometimes people are not ready and, or there's an underlying problem that they just won't tell you no matter what. Okay? Right. You know what I mean? And, and yes, even the best closers in the world, we're all going to get a no at some point. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's okay. It's all right. The worst thing you can do is carry that energy to the people who really need you. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's where it starts to create that domino effect. And you can't shake yourself loose and you mm. need to jump in the cold shower. <laughs> okay, right? You need to shake yourself up. You need to listen to some Michael Jackson or something. Yeah. Dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, yeah. That's right. Uh, reflecting on your, your sales career, are there any mentors or any people that stick out that maybe have helped you overcome some challenges along the way? Yeah, um, I've been following Bedros, you know, uh, Kulian for a very long time. Uh, Richard Mutica, I've been, you know, he actually sold me my franchise many, many years ago. I own oh, a wow. gym, gym franchise. Yeah, um, you know, he sold me, you know, my Fit Body Bootcamp location. And then, you know, I've given Rich more money at one time than any other person. Okay, right? You've you know? given Rich more money at one time than any other when person. When I bought a franchise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and then it turned out to be a great thing because, you know, until COVID and all that, you know, it's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, it pushed me into where I'm at now. So I'll say those two gentlemen also, um, I used to watch Patrick Big David, yes. Valuetainment. Um, I used to watch, you know, a lot of his videos. I have some more people that people probably don't know. Um, you know, Brian Murphy, you know, mm -hmm. I used to be, uh, you know, a, a manager, a general manager, you know, for this big box gym chain. I had like 200 plus employees, wow. and, you know, I was running like six to seven gyms. Um, Zaki Niazi, you know, he's a big investor for me. Whenever I start expanding, you know, having one of the biggest locations in the world, you know, with my gym franchise and stuff like that. So, you know, um, those guys, they really, and, and back in the day when I used to play Adam Doral, you know, he, um, you know, really mentored me when I was going through the process of becoming a man, like early on in my football career and all that stuff. So long, long time ago, um, yeah, he was actually coach of the year. And he said I was the best he ever coached at that position and all of that stuff. So those are the guys, you know, I would say. Probably you feel like everyone needs a mentor? Absolutely. You know, um, especially at some point uh, in your life, depending on, you see, you got to understand what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, there's something that I, I like to do. It's exercises you can you can do. Um, what is your three, five, 10, 
And then what is the ultimate and would you be satisfied with the money? Mm. Now, let me explain what that is. What's your three-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan, and then what is the ultimate? Now, what the ultimate means is who has done that three, five, and 10 and living the ultimate life? Like who is that person? What is the top person in that field you're trying to pursue? And would you be happy with the money that person's making? Mm-hmm. If that is okay, then you pursue it. Now, let me give you an example. I had some guys, you know, talk about fitness and he's like, I want to be um, a um, athletic trainer for college. Well, the highest paid athletic trainer for a college makes this amount of money. I asked him, is that the amount of money you would be happy with for the rest of your life? He said, no. I said, well, then don't do that. Okay. <laughs> it don't matter how much passion you got, bro. Yeah. Okay, right? You know, you want to be able to still make money. You want to match, you know, to where you can take care of your family. Because here's here's a quote that's very important. If you only make enough for yourself, then that's selfish. Mm. The only way to be unselfish is to make more than enough. Mm. Okay, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'll say it again. If you only make enough enough money for yourself, then that's selfish. The only way to be unselfish is to make more than enough. So now he's thinking, okay, he's rethinking what his three, five, and 10 will be because the ultimate level doesn't make enough money. So why even pursue it? Dude, that's a beautiful framework. I wish I had that growing up. <laughs> yeah. How did you learn about that? How did you come up with that? I mean, it's just something I've heard three, five, and 10 before, but the ultimate and then satisfied with the money is what I added. Got it. Got it. That's beautiful. If you, if you guys, I mean, you guys need to go back and write that down for anyone that's struggling to figure out what their purpose is or what their passion is to make sure it's aligned with the amount of money they want to make in the future. Make sure you go back and and write that down. With that being said, um, is there anything that you feel like we haven't discussed yet that maybe you want to share with the audience today? Well, uh, for me, probably one of the, how do you say it was a very, very, big moment for me. I made some things happen and I forced it to happen um, just by my actions. Um, You know, a lot of people don't know whenever I was running my location, you know, I actually uh, made it to the news on Shark Tank. I was on ABC 13 News. Yeah. And I was at an open trial. They got a video clip of me and all of that. But my goal, I had a product that I was using and I would take it around a grocery store and I created an app for it and all of that. To make a long story short, I put a long-term plan into action to get into the grocery chain mm-hmm. without the sharks. And now how I did it, I'm gonna try to make this a short story, but how I did it was the location was close to my gym. Okay. okay. Now, everybody has to eat. Right. Okay. The best place to get clients, and just to give you a little tip, if you have a gym, you want to try to get access to all those thousands of people that go to the grocery stores in that area because most people are going to, you know, go to the gym that's close to their home. Right. So it was huge for me. Big old grocery store. So my plan at first, you know what I did? I said, okay, I'm going to bring in one person and I'm going to walk them around and I'm going to show them how to eat, show them right food. And then I brought in a few more people and these are just my members. And then as I'm doing this, I start asking the managers, hey, it's okay if I bring people in and shop them around, Mm -hmm. right? And he was like, yeah, it's okay. And then as I'm doing this, every single employee, I'm saying hello to everybody. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you got some nice hair. Hey, you very nice person. You know, it's always good seeing you here, right? So I'm, I'm connecting. Right. Every single person, all the employees. And then as I'm bringing more people, I said, hey, um, is it OK if, um, you know, I let some of the actual people who are, you know, shopping? Because at first it was just members. Right. From my gym I was bringing in. And then before you know it, I crowds and crowds of people. Now, 
grocery stores, they make more money off of their brand products. Mm. Okay, so mm -hmm. this is what it is. As I'm going around, I, what I would do is I would say, okay, um, you know, you have a problem with sweets, okay? All right, we're gonna go to the sweets aisle, we're gonna pick out all the healthy sweets, we're gonna put them on top of this, this cart, we're gonna take a photo. You wanna know how to make a healthy taco recipe. We get all the ingredients, we're gonna take a photo. Basically, I'm gonna map out the whole store, all the, all the snacks, all the ice cream, we'll map it out for you. Okay, so basically what happened is, before you know it, there's crowds and crowds of people following me around the store, and at the end, I would get everybody together, and I would do this big hoorah, and I would tell everybody, I want you to write a review. Mm -hmm. It's free. The, the tour was free because the good thing about me is I could get the members, you know, to love me and write reviews in my location. Sure. They would also write reviews at the grocery stores, Google Maps. Mm -hmm. And I get more people who are not members just because they're like, who's that? What is he doing? Well, you know what I mean? Right there. Like, yeah. you know, I'm walking around with five people before you know it. I end the day and I got 20 people because everybody's trying to figure out they're already in store anyway. Yeah. Right. And I got 15 extra phone numbers and emails of people that are close to my gym. Leads that I can shake hand and say hello and look them in the eye. You know what I mean? Like real leads, not, you know, right? It's really good. So, 1,000%. So now, here's the underlying plan. At the end, each person had grocery carts full of products. Mm -hmm. Now let's imagine if you're the hot sauce guy, right? You got the best hot sauce in the world. You're selling one product. Mm -hmm. I'm selling grocery carts full of products. And remember what I said? They're mainly the grocery chains. Name brand. Name brand. So they make the most income. Right. Okay, so now, and then after about a year or so, they're writing reviews, okay? And all the, the managers love me. And I talked to one of the managers, and he told me how much money I was making. What a win-win-win so, so, situation. So, yeah. So basically, I got reviews from my location. I got reviews for the grocery store. So they start saying, I got all the managers loving me, right? And on top of that, I'm making them lie of money okay right so it's time to go to headquarters and your okay. clients and everybody else in the community is eating healthy exactly and to change their lives now this is where everything changed so i decided to go to headquarters unannounced okay i looked up who ran the place mm. i found her name I looked up what it looked like outside. There was windows all outside. And then I drove up. I got this big old monster truck. I had an all white suit on, brand new, just polished, white from top to bottom. And when I drove by, I drove real slow. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the security guards, wanted everybody to see that I was somebody. Mm -hmm. And then when I got out, I said, hey, I'm here to see such and such, okay? Um, you know, I won't say her name, so I'm here to see her. And he's like, do you have an appointment? I said, no, I don't have an appointment. He said, uh, well, you can't be here unless you have an appointment. I said, okay. So before you know it, I'm talking to him. I'm showing him images. I'm showing him all the stuff that I did at the local level. And 30 minutes later, he's like, you need to come meet this guy. <laughs> and, she, and, then, and then it took about an hour and a half before she actually came. But that was the worst thing you can do is leave me in your headquarters mm. for an hour and a half. You know why? Why? Because everybody was talking to me. Oh, okay. man. As they're coming in and out, they got to see me. And I'm saying hello and I'm giving energy, just like I always do to every single person coming in and out of there. Mm. So before you know it, I drew a crowd because there was windows and then there's a balcony uh, inside a staircase that goes up and there's a balcony. So everybody's looking over the balcony like, who's this guy? Who's that guy? What is he? Who's that guy? Right? So then, I see her walking down the stairs. And I remember, I was like, that's her. 
<laughs> I knew it because I, I could tell how she's walking. So I started talking to her about what I had created. I created this app and how I was going to do it at all the locations and all that stuff. And then they sent me an email. I'm going to tell you, this is the crazy part. How okay. great, how much they loved me so much. They sent me an email and they said that, because, um, you know, this is after I talked to her, she loved yep. everything. Yep. They said, you can't wear our brand because you're not an employee of our establishment because mm. I had social media with me wearing their brand. Now, I created that brand, that logo, which wasn't I was an employee of theirs. Right. But they said, we love what you do. Just wear your own. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for like two years, I was actually breaking the law, right? <laughs> but they loved me so much at yep. the local level. They was like, okay, he doesn't work for us, but he can wear it outfit, right? You know what I mean? Just let him go, right? You know what I mean? So before you know it, I'm literally doing everything. And now I, it, it made it better because I can wear my own brand instead of just wearing theirs. Right. What a freaking story, man. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, thank you so much for, for sharing that. There's so much wisdom and value for gym owners and just a lot of other folks in the space to take away to be able to implement in their own local community. Uh, Keith, it, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming down. I know we got our Christmas party to, to head out to here after this. So really appreciate you being here. Yeah, definitely. I'll leave you guys with a quote. You know, um, this is harsh, but it's true. Hopefully you can handle this. Okay, especially when it comes to fitness. Okay, all right. What you do in private you wear in public. Mm. What you do in private, you wear in public. Very important. Always remember that. There you have it. <laughs> yeah. There you have it. Yeah. It's been an honor. Thanks for coming out. Awesome. I enjoyed it.